0: Hey everybody, it's Alexander Dahl with Manifest Vitality once again. Uh, So I got another interview ready to go here. So we'll go ahead and just jump straight into that one. Um, There's plenty more that are going to be coming. Uh, So we'll just uh, keep going as we go. All right, here you go. All right, so I'm currently on the phone with Zach. He's another one of the musicians that reached out about the interview series. So I'm going to go ahead and give him the chance to introduce himself. Uh, Hi, my name is Zach Mech.
1: I am the, uh, singer and guitar player for this epic new space opera titled Moore's Navvies. Um, I'm also a touring sound engineer and, uh, recording engineer. Um, yeah,
0: that's pretty much me. Excellent. So, um, you know, how did you first find music? What, what was it about music that, you know, kind of made you realize that you wanted to participate in it?
1: Uh, well, uh, I was a, uh, I was a product of divorce. So, uh, living in, uh, growing up in the early 90s uh, in uh, northern Washington state, uh, my mom uh, at a very young age would play uh, everything from, you know, your typical Nirvana Pearl Jam grunge stuff to uh, 88 hardcore, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of goth. So, a lot of Cure, Bauhaus, Sisters of Mercy Mm -hmm. is always played uh, in the household. It wasn't until I moved with my dad uh, around '88 uh, where I discovered uh, like bands like Racer X and Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was also where I was introduced to like uh, West Coast uh, gangster rap, a lot of like uh, you know uh, the Dre production stuff, everything off of Death Row Records.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay, and. um... With being in that sort of like environment where you're kind of flopping, uh, you know, house to house sort of thing, um, did you find it difficult to actually pick up an instrument since uh, it might have been difficult to carry back and forth? Or how did you approach actually learning an instrument?
1: Well, uh, I first started uh, learning how to play guitar at the age of five, uh, living with my mother. Um, Things uh, like she saw my interest in that rather than sport. And. Uh, really dug that so much uh, I then uh, when I moved over with my dad he had a guitar already mm-hmm. so uh, I was just able to, to tinker around with that uh, it wasn't until probably middle school when I started uh, learning how to play saxophone mm-hmm. uh, where uh, music and like properly learning how to play an instrument Uh, It was when I started taking things more seriously.
0: Okay, so prior to picking up saxophone, were you doing like any private lessons on guitar or anything like that? I took
1: a handful of classes, but for the most part, it was just me dinkering around. Okay,
0: sure. And then uh, when you were in concert band uh, in school, were you just saxophone?
1: Uh, Yeah, I I played uh, alto all throughout middle, and then high school I swapped out for baritone okay uh, mainly cuz i uh you know typical teenager finding punk and third wave ska i was like you know what i want to play the big horn
0: <laughs> sure and then so did you play saxophone outside of concert band like four ska bands and things like that
1: yeah uh when uh when i was living overseas uh i did play in like a, a pretty bad ska punk cover band mm mm-hmm. Uh, which is, you know, to be expected when you're a teenager. Of course. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I uh, played, played uh, sax for, for that project. Project, that cover band fund <laughs> after school activity thing. Sure, sure. Uh, j- just an excuse to smoke cigarettes and, and drink and, uh, you know, talk about girls. Of course, of course.
0: So once you did get out of school, uh, you know, did you have your sights set on college and a different degree outside of the music industry, or were you pretty kind of like solidly, uh, confident that that's what you wanted to do?
1: Well, uh, college, college was a strange period in my life. I'm sure it's a strange period in a lot of people's lives that who do go to college. Uh, I, I decided to go to Portland state university, mm-hmm. um, predominantly because i knew that the music scene there was a music scene there i just wasn't sure what was there um i mean it didn't help that i was listening to a lot of Elliott smith at the time so i'm like yeah i should go down to portland and check it out um mm-hmm. but uh yeah i first had my sights set on double majoring in uh business and mandarin um and uh learned really quickly that that is way too difficult and yeah. proceeded to drop out of school and you know, mess around playing in different bands and working on solo projects and stuff.
0: Okay. And then through the process of, you know, eventually ending up where you are, um, you know, how, ma- how many different bands did you th- do you think you, like, worked with or tried out for to try and, like, find one that you felt was, like, a good home for you? Uh, ooh, I don't know. I
1: mean, as a sound guy, I was just working at a bunch of different local clubs. Uh, well, prior to that, I was working at a recording studio. Uh, up in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of, uh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that was fun. Uh, I learned a lot. Uh, Michael Kotze is a great mentor and he taught me quite a bit. And, uh, I, I love the man. I, I love his studio. He's like family to me, but I, uh, I was noticing because everyone and their mom with an Apple computer has GarageBand, So no clients were really coming into the studio for work. So mm-hmm. I got involved with, uh, with live production and live sound um, and I, I guess you know just being cool with various acts be it local or nationals uh, um, that's kind of how I found my my home within like this sort of uh, the goth community that I predominantly tour with
0: okay and um... Was that kind of something that you know you always kind of stuck through through childhood and teenage years? Was like the the goth aesthetic and community, or was that something that eventually you realized you know that was where you think you belong? That's the type of music you want to make, sort of deal. No, I mean, I mean, I just I wanted attention, you know.
1: <laughs> I mean, what 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 better way to to get attention than you know either being in the black metal band or being in the spooky goth band? Mm, uh, sure. So, uh, working with those artists, uh, as, uh, as an engineer for them, uh, has, has been a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's, it's, it's great. Uh, one of my artists has literally taken me all over the world. Uh, and I really appreciate that. I, I don't think I would get that experience
0: with, you know, some other bands. Sure. Definitely. That's very cool. That's a good opportunity as well. So how did you kind of identify you know wanting to branch out into your uh project that you're in now and how did you figure out like that was the content that you felt most comfortable with
1: um well so you know the 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 plague happened so you know 16 months out of work no shows no tours no nothing uh you, you have a lot of time on your hands so i was talking with a buddy of mine who's a high school band teacher uh um, we we used to work at a venue together. He was a bartender, I was the sound guy, and we would just proceed to get drunk and listen to Manowar and you know do do stuff like that. Um, I was talking with him, and as a joke, I was like, "Hey, you want to start up a black metal project? Just make it as big, bombastic, and ridiculous as possible." Hmm. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, I mean, but black metal is kind of boring. The whole you know satanic thing is overplayed and boring. Let's let's try do, doing something." different with it all Um, so I guess with uh, my influence from the goth industrial scene it's like okay how about you know black metal in space (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, and then uh, next thing I know uh, you know the very next day I have stems for the uh, string section for the first song Mm -hmm. from my buddy Aaron and uh,
0: that's kind of the the birth of it (laughs) nice I love the idea of it that's great Um, thank you so, with that project, are you guys currently uh, still recording, or have you put music out?
1: No. So, uh, the release date for uh, our EP Incipit is going to be on uh, Friday the 13th, August 13th. We thought that would be very appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, currently there's a single out uh, that you can get on Bandcamp, so it's just moorsnavis.bandcamp dot com uh you can hear the very first song that kind of uh introduces the the Mm storyline which is you know earth is about to explode uh and the remaining people like the last of humanity is about to board this ship called the moore's
0: navvies um so yeah sure and so uh you know where do you where do you want to see this project go uh i mean honestly i just
1: want it to uh just grow and be bigger and more bombastic and ridiculous. Um for for this EP, uh we have three uh featured guests. Um one uh is a vocalist from Year of the Cobra, um, Amy. Uh I love her to pieces. She's great. I've worked with her many times. So if you're into the Stoner Doom stuff, check out Year of the Cobra. Her and her husband put out awesome work. Um my buddy Nick Cates is also a featured vocalist. He is known predominantly for playing bass for three inches of blood back in the day. And, uh, my buddy, Jules Hodgson, uh, who used to play guitar for KMFDM, does a guitar solo on one of the tracks. So, uh, to get back to the question, I guess would be to have more, um, uh, like just bigger names, bigger guests. Uh, I, I view this project kind of as an auditorial movie. So I want more characters and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, people from In Flames, people from, you know, Goat Whore, people from, you know, all over the place. And just try to make fun, like, make this project as fun as possible.
0: Sure, and that kind of taps into what my next question was going to be about. Um, wh- when you idealize and picture what this band would look like on stage, I imagine it's something, like, more theatrical, a lot of props on stage, and to really, like, kind of set the, like, environment
1: oh absolutely i mean d- definitely very uh king diamond uh abigail type uh stage production um again i, I view this thing more like a musical or mm-hmm. or like like a like a picking opera mm-hmm. than an actual band um I, I know that there's no feasible way for us to perform this live i mean we've recorded <laughs> uh both uh two separate choirs and a string section so it, it's we don't have the budget. We don't have the Demi Borgir budget. You know.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, well, that's awesome. So, uh, what are some of your like favorite memories and most prominent memories a- around music? Whether it be going to a show or you know, recording something or writing something.
1: Man, I still think that my absolute favorite memory uh, was when. Uh, I was in Gothenburg, Sweden with VNV nation and, uh, the, the, the singer, uh, Ronan, I, I love him like a brother. He's, he's a great, great, great dude. Um, so I'm, I'm his monitor engineer. Um, and I was really stoked that we were playing Sweden and it was my first time being in, in Gothenburg, Sweden. And it was a sold out venue, just wall to wall, just people everywhere. And, uh, Uh, One of my jobs that I kind of do for them too is like, kind of take a picture at the end of the show with, you know, the crowd in the background and the band in front, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, And Ronan knew how stoked I was. So he's like, you know what? No, now it's your turn. So I get to take a picture uh, of myself on stage, you know, pretending to crush the lemon, so to speak.
0: That's Uh, cool.
1: Yeah. That was, that was pretty rad. Uh, yeah, that, or, uh, or, I mean, I guess uh, my first concert being uh, Pearl Jam back in, I think it was 97 at the old Memorial Stadium uh, mm-hmm. at the Seattle Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, that that blew my mind, uh, just seeing that many people to see, you know, Pearl Jam, The Wallflowers. And I know there was some other opener. I can't remember who it was.
0: But, yeah, it was it's crazy.
1: And it definitely left an impression on me.
0: Excellent. So, uh, you did kind of go into where people can listen to some of your stuff already, but, um, mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and put that out, uh, one more time so we can make sure that the links do get out there.
1: Sure. Yeah. So, uh, currently you can find the single, uh, per Aspera at Tenebris, uh, at, uh, um the entire ep is going to be released uh august 13th it'll be available uh anywhere and everywhere that you find music be it bandcamp itunes uh spotify uh tiktok even now i guess according <laughs> to distrokid yeah. so if you want to do some weird tiktoks to space metal uh opera go for
0: it uh, I- but yeah Perfect. And so, I like to give the person that I'm interviewing the opportunity to put out their last words. So, just a message that you kind of feel resonates with you.
1: Um, yeah. If if you feel like music is uh, is your calling and what you want to do with life, just keep working at it. You don't necessarily need to be, you know, the the center of attention on stage. But if you look into the production side of things, uh, I mean, just go to your Go to your local venue and see if they're hiring, and you know from there maybe you can grow uh, your skills both as a performer or as an artist, but also as you know a technical person, be it a, a lighting tech, a sound guy. I mean, hell, catering. Um, yeah, just, uh, just keep at it. Keep the faith.